1: I'm Michelle Martin. Good morning. Asia-Pacific shares are rallying this morning, taking their cue from a strong performance on Wall Street overnight. Tokyo leading the way. The Nikkei is up more than 1.5%. Sydney and Seoul are trading in the green as well, but not by nearly as much. Investors have their eyes on Samsung Electronics, which is due to release its third quarter results today, as well as on the China markets, which return from a week-long holiday. Joining me now as we break down the market action for you in minutes. Good Friday morning, Ryan Huang. Happy Friday. Now, Asian investors turned their eyes to Shenzhen and Shanghai this morning as China's financial markets opened for the first time in a week. They've been closed for the Golden Week holidays, which on the one hand has provided a nice respite from Beijing's months-long regulatory campaign against many sectors, tech, educational, just to name two. But the week-long break means that Chinese investors will be reacting for the first time to some of the latest China Evergrande news, including the dollar bond default this week by another property counter, Fantasia Holdings. So on top of that, we have another sign that the Evergrande Group is teetering. The holders of another US dollar-denominated bond issued by Evergrande say they have yet to be paid. Ryan, what's the latest on this front?
0: Yes, so many issues. So hold your breath. You could be in for a rough ride to close the week in China at least. So we've got traders coming back to the markets with so many things to digest. So let's start with Evergrande. So Mm -hmm. what's happening there is you've got um, a bit of a big question mark building up around what they have not done, which is to pay up for one of their bonds. And this was due on Sunday. So effectively, they would have had to pay on Monday, but still no word on whether um, they have managed to pay it off or not. So by going by reports, they have not done so. And now this threatens to put it into, be, into a bit of a cross-default situation where other um, instruments may also be on default status. So that is one to watch because this bond has no grace period. So typically, um, some bonds would have 30 days for you to pay off. But now uh, you've got this really raising a lot of question marks and just putting a bit more pressure on uh, at least more jitters into the um, Issue where you've got other property markets or property players also possibly seeing a bit of stress as well. You mentioned Fantasia. Mm -hmm. They are a bit of a smaller property player. They also missed their bond payments. So something to watch out for in this space if that is a bit of a a sign that more to come could be... um, coming in the next few days. Yeah,
1: we've been debating contagion for some time now. There are fresh signs this morning that the Evergrande crisis is weighing on China's domestic credit market. Bloomberg reporting that rising borrowing costs are putting more pressure on companies with weaker balance sheets and that stress from the property market could spill over into the financial sector. Now, Not all China-related news is bad this morning, though. China tech stocks in Hong Kong surged yesterday enjoying their best performance since August. The Commerce platform Meituan and software company Kingsoft both jumped nearly 9%. Ryan, do we have a sense of what triggered the buying? I mean, is this mainly bargain hunting or is there more to it?
0: Yeah, if we take a look at what's going to be in focus when the mainland market comes back online, it could be technology. That's because if we look at what's been happening on Wall Street, for example, in the past three days, the ADRs for some of these major big tech Chinese companies have been going up for three days in a row. And in Hong Kong yesterday, they were also up. In fact, if you look at the Hang Seng Tech Index, they jumped by 5.2%. That is its biggest gain in more than six weeks. And some of the familiar names, Meituan, Kingsoft, Alibaba, Tencent, were among the um, top movers in recent days. So that will be in focus to see if um, maybe investors are coming back to buy on the dip after reaching such low levels in quite some time. And among Mm -hmm. the reasons that seem to be cited is how um, we've got Joe Biden, US President, planning to meet with Chinese President Xi Jinping. Virtually. Virtually, at Mm -hmm. least. At least a meeting. So Mm -hmm. some signs that perhaps the US-China tensions could ease to some extent. And you also have some news that Charlie Munger, he is, of course, the um, partner of Warren Buffett, he has increased its... Uh, his funds stake at least in Alibaba by 83% last year. So this Hmm. is for Daily Journal Corporation.
1: The Hang Seng Index rose 3% yesterday, but it is nearly down 10% since the beginning of the year. Ryan, no question, it's been a rocky year for Hong Kong and Chinese markets, but some analysts say Hong Kong stocks are now undervalued. What do you think?
0: That is the danger when you see prices being so cheap. They can become cheaper. So the thing here is your risk appetite. How much of it do you have in terms of wanting to be aggressive or conservative? So if you feel that you you have got the appetite to ride it out, this could be a good opportunity to get in. And you also have to take into consideration your current portfolio. How much of you of your portfolio is weight in stocks right now. Uh, Is there enough room for you to allocate more aggressive type stocks in that portfolio? Because if you are already geared in that direction, it would not make a lot of sense to put on even more right now. So that would just really skew your portfolio to become something you're not really um, envisioning it to become in the first place. So you have to take those things into consideration and that is something you also have to uh, keep in mind is the uncertainty around what's happening in China right now. Mm-hmm. The crackdown, even though, has kind of eased in terms of the pace of headlines we've been getting in recent weeks. Uh, it is still quite a big big question mark, and that is something to keep in mind when you look at the latest um, news around the PBOC governor Yi Gang. He was at an industry conference, and mm. he says. Uh, that the crackdown on the financial industry will continue, especially with how there are new ways to just discriminate against consumers with algorithms and AI. So they are still looking at this space. So you could still see more crackdowns down the road.
1: Which means that investors will need time to digest all these factors of China policy tightening and the outlook remaining uncertain then for Hong Kong. Before we take a look at US markets and other corporate news, in a moment, I have a cinematic question for you, Ryan. Were you ever a fan of that movie, uh, Inception, with Leonardo DiCaprio? You know where DiCaprio and his friends, they enter people's dreams to steal proprietary information?
0: I love that movie. In fact, I love a lot of, um, his movies. Romeo and Juliet was one of my first ones I've watched.
1: Oh, okay. You know, Inception is still fiction, but in real life, Leonardo DiCaprio is backing a business called Mind Maze. Mm. It's a virtual reality company and it's just raised funds that value it at one and a half billion US dollars. So tell me, what does Mind Maze do? Will Leonardo be entering my dreams? I wonder
0: if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he has invested in MindMaze, like you pointed out, 1.5 or rather now is valued at more than $1.5 billion mm. after getting financing from Albuquerque Capital Group. And this is a virtual reality software. It helps people regain motion after strokes or traumatic brain injuries. So it's in the kind of health tech Space And that is a big thing right now. So uh, you've got right now the latest investment, um, helping it to just expand its business, run more trials, and the business of just what the future of medicine might be, virtual reality software run. So it's quite exciting when you think about where this is going.
1: Yeah, the future of medicine could be in video games that help people restore motor function after brain trauma. Imagine that. Let's turn to U.S. stocks now. Tech counters let the markets higher overnight. The Nasdaq climbed more than 1%. The Dow and the S&P 500, they weren't far behind. Markets got a boost from two issues we discussed yesterday. Mm. A temporary political solution to the debt ceiling crisis over in the U.S., as well as some good job market numbers. Let's start with those job numbers. What's the latest here?
0: Okay, so in short, it was an improvement. In fact, it was the best improvement in nearly three months. So the latest reading is at 326,000. That's better than the consensus forecast of 345,000. And it's better by the prior week by 38,000. So you are looking at the labour market in the US getting some form of a better footing in terms of getting back to recovery. So that is mm. good news when you look at um, what's coming up later today, the non-farm payrolls data.
1: Oh boy, looking forward to that. And just a little earlier this morning, the US Senate passed a bill meanwhile to increase the short-term debt limit of the US. The bill next moves to the US House of Representatives. Now Ryan, this certainly lifts a dark overhang from the markets, at least for a little while, doesn't it?
0: It does. And the phrase, kick the can down the road, is back again. So, (laughs) it kicks the can down to December. So, what we have here is Republicans and Democrats finally deciding that it's cutting it too close. They have reached a deal to kind of raise the uh, debt ceiling by... $480 Four hundred and eighty billion dollars, so that's going to be enough for them to pay the bills until well for at least two months, so we've got eleven Republicans joining the fifty Democrats to pass the sixty minimum votes needed, hmm. so now it goes to the House for rubber stamping, so that is something to watch, I think to come back in the next two months away, where they will now be back to where we are or well, last week having to decide how to suspend the debt ceiling. Otherwise, they will be facing a government shutdown.
1: So we're going to be talking about this for at least in the next two months, at least once more. Now, let's turn to the world of COVID-19, where there are two headlines for us to review. The first is about the Pfizer vaccine. Pfizer is asking US regulators to approve its use for children as young as five. Ryan, how quickly do you think this might happen?
0: Well, it couldn't happen fast enough. But what we have is them going for at least seeking approval from the FDA. And this is expected to see the FDA set a date of October 26 for its panel of outside advisors to meet and discuss the application. And if it does, it will make it um, accessible finally to a younger group, 5 to 11 years old. And I think a lot of parents will take quite a bit of comfort in there.
1: I'm sure they will. So the meeting happens October 26th, a meeting uh, decision expected sometime after Halloween then in the US. The next COVID headline that has caught my eye is from a Japanese drug maker called Shionogi. It's developing a COVID-19 pill, which could be used to treat mild cases. My dream come true. How big is this market, Ryan?
0: Yeah, so this is the new thing in COVID pills you can take to fight COVID-19. So it's a drug maker in Japan called Shionogi, and they are billing it as a $2 billion market for this drug. So if it does take off right now, it's in late stage trials. So that is something they are hoping to execute by December. If they do, well, it's going to be a big payday for them.
1: Absolutely. It targets a different area of the virus replication process than Merck's pill, in case you were wondering about the difference. Time for corporate news, and we do it game show style. It's time for Up or Down. Ryan, are you ready? Let's go. Tesla. Tesla. There's going to be an up for me. And the
0: headlines of Tesla is around how it's moving its headquarters to Texas, away from where it is right now in California. So no real official reason why it's doing it, but <laughs> I think you can... kind of read between the lines, because in Texas, the taxes are lower. In fact, almost zero for personal income.
1: Oh, I wasn't sure if this is an up or down for Tesla. I'll go with up then, but it's definitely down for the state of California and an up for Texas. The Singapore-based digital company next, TDCX.
0: Okay, so this is the company... Uh, That uh, that provides digital customer experience solutions, and this is going to be an up for me. Uh, They have raised three hundred forty-eight million US dollars in an expanded US IPO, so more money to do more stuff and grow his business.
1: Yes, indeed, good news for TDCX though not so good news for SGX which was passed over for the listing. Um TDCX has raised 350 million US dollars in an expanded IPO over in the US. Next, let's look at ST Telemedia. Okay, so that's an up for me and Mm-mm. it's really banking on
0: the new economy. They have reviewed plans for two new data centers in Tokyo. So this is something that will be um, around 60,000 square meters of gross floor area. So it will put them um, into their first foray into the Japanese data center market. So putting a bit of a foot into that space.
1: Up for ST Telemedia for me as well. And finally, we land here on LendLease. Landlease is... Gonna be an up for me and they
0: are building large scale vaccine facility in Singapore and that will be ready by late twenty twenty one, at least commencing construction by late 2021. Mm-mm. So that will be something that will be a big boost for the industry because of all the uh, supply chain and ecosystem effects.
1: Yeah, all up for Tesla, TDC, XSD, Telemedia and Lendlease for uh, both of our books this morning. Let's turn to Singapore now. We are 19 minutes into the local trading day. City developments led the Straits Times Index higher yesterday. It rose half a percent to regain the 3,100 mark, finishing just a notch above it at 3,101. So how's the STI trading this morning?
0: Yeah, so we've seen the rest of the region in the green so far. And right now, the STI just barely keeping up. It's above break-even by 0.05%, at least it's in the green, 3102 and checking in on the 30 constituents, it's almost split across the middle. Right at the top, we've got Johnny Matheson, 1.3% up, followed by Jardine Saka and Kerish and Capital DC Reed. Um, at the bottom, Cap- Capital Land Invest is down 1.2%, followed by Maple Tree Commercial Trust and Genting Singapore. And we talked about city developments. Yesterday's top gainer, they are now down 0.4%. So giving back those gains, now trading at $7.05. And one stock, the top performer, or rather top actively traded stock yesterday was Hatton Land. And that was on news of how it is coming up with a bit of a token um, network or system to promote a digital economy in in Malacca. So they are extending their gains right now up 1.5% at 6.7 cents. Yesterday, it closed at 6.6 cents.
1: Thanks very much, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own
0: investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.
1: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.